Hey everybody, this is Nikidra Rogers, host of Optimistically Key, That's Me, broadcasting live bi-weekly on Wednesday nights at 6 p.m. from Fishbowl Studios in Bedford, Texas. Log on to hear all things inspirational, empowering, uplifting, and motivational. I am a Christian motivational speaker, and my mission is to empower, inspire, and encourage, and help others evolve with excellence. My show will serve as a reminder that you can make it through anything because God is with you. So hang in there and be sure to log on bi-weekly at 6 p.m. to catch Optimistically Key. That's me on Fishbowl Radio Network. Jump in. Good afternoon, afternoon, afternoon. It is the Optimistically Key That's Me podcast coming to you live from Fishbowl Radio Network Wednesday night at 6 p.m. Guys, I am so excited to be with you tonight. The enemy is already busy. As you see that I am sitting here by myself because the traffic is just a mess. But you know what? We still are going to have a good time tonight. We're still going to talk about all of the things that are inspirational, motivational, uplifting, and encouraging. But first, let's go to God in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we come to you just thanking you for your word, thanking you for your power, thanking you for your spirit and your might, Lord Heavenly Father, just thanking you for being the great I am, Lord Jesus. There is nothing too hard for you, Father God. Lord, you are just so good. Lord, I just thank you for your spirit, Lord. I thank you for preparing me for such a time as this, Father God, for letting me know something that I told my daughter the other day, Lord, when things happen that are outside of what is normal, you do not panic. So Lord, I thank you for that lesson that you gave me previously for me to apply it today. Lord Jesus, I pray for Kelvin, Lord Jesus, as he is out there on the highway trying to navigate his way here oh heavenly father lord i ask that you allow him to get here safely heavenly father no hurt harm or danger free from any accidents oh heavenly father lord just be safe with him guide him keep him oh heavenly father and for everyone that is listening lord jesus i ask that you touch them touch them lord jesus individually and collectively heavenly father all of us are going through different things oh heavenly Heavenly Father, every day is not peaches and cream, but Lord, you are still good. You still sit high and you still look down low, Heavenly Father. You still rain down your blessings upon us. You still wrap your arms around us and let us know, Lord Jesus, that even when we have trials, even when we have tribulations, even when we have heartaches and things don't go according to plan, that when things are not well, they are still well because you are still God and you are still an able God to do anything and everything that we need or ask. You will take care of it, Father God. So I'm just asking that you bless everyone that's tuning in or that may be listening, Father God, or may watch this replay later. Lord, I ask whatever it is that they have come here, that they find it, oh, Heavenly Father, that whatever the word is that you have for them, that they receive it, oh, Heavenly Father. 
Lord, that their hearts be touched. Lord, that their minds be transformed, that their mindset be changed, Lord Jesus, to a new way of thinking. These things I pray, Lord, then I just want to thank you for Sammy and her vision, oh, Heavenly Father, her vision to start this radio station and to give all of the podcasters the opportunity to have their voices heard on a global stage. Lord, you are just that good. We thank you in your son Jesus name. We pray. Amen. Guys, I am your host, Nakija Rogers. Of course, you can call me Optimistically Key. And I just want to let you all know that it has been busy in these entrepreneur streets since I last talked to you all. But you know what? I am here for it. Last week, I spoke at Chase Bank. I had a partnership with them where I talked about having a winning mindset. We did a lunch and learn, and it was fabulous. We had a nice turnout, and I just want to thank the people once again for coming out and supporting so that I did not have to talk to the seats, Lord. Yes, thank you for that. Thank you for the feedback that I was given, just the encouragement and the knowledge that was shared on that day. And I have another event that's coming up. On next Saturday, I know that it is Mother's Day weekend, but it is still going to be a blessing. So I hope that you guys can make it. You can find out additional information on Eventbrite. It is walking in your winning season and being fearless. So I hope to see you guys there. That is um, next Saturday from 10 to 1 p.m. But as I said before, I had been broadcasting to have my husband on the show, but um, he is not here yet. But that is okay because the show will indeed still go on because I am here. I am here to uplift you. I am here to encourage you. I am here to motivate you. And so I hope that I do all of those things. I just want to talk to you guys today about opportunity when opportunity comes you have to capitalize on it especially if it is in your reach I know when we grew up in life and even sometimes as adults we want to we want to do things but we're afraid we're afraid of what others may think we're afraid um sometimes we may have imposter syndrome we talk ourselves out of things it's not the right time oh i have too much on my plate it's i i this i need to put it off right now i'm not able to do this there is a reason that this thing is coming into your life at this particular time and at this particular moment because it's time for you to take some chances. It's time for you to act and bet on yourself. What do they say? The early bird gets the worm. Well, sometimes that means you have to go out and you have to be assertive. You have to take the initiative. You have to take things into your own hand. You're trying to make things happen for yourself. You cannot just sit back and be lackadaisical and think that success is just going to come your way because that's just not really how it happens. Things don't really go like that. Now, I'm not saying that it can always happen that way because sometimes opportunities do just fall in your lap, i.e., this radio station having my own podcast for me. Again, I was here being interviewed for something else, doing promotion for another event. And the owner of the radio station saw something in me and said, you need to have your own show. Now, I could have said, I don't know the first thing about being on the radio. 
I don't know the first thing about marketing myself. I don't know the first thing. What am I going to tell the people? But God said, now is your time. God says, I have been grooming you. God says, I have been preparing you and you have been equipped with everything that you need for this journey. So you just got to go for it. Even if you're scared. Even if you don't know all the details because he doesn't lay it out just like that. He doesn't give us A to B, you know, exactly what is going to happen. But he says, I am with you wherever you go and I am within you. Therefore, do not be afraid. Be bold. Be courageous. So I just want to remind you guys to be bold in your walk. Be courageous in your walk, knowing that God is for you, knowing that God is with you, that he is going to carry you through whatever it is that you are going through. Yes, you're going to have some bumps and bruises. You're going to have some trials and tribulations. There are going to be some times when you say, Whoa, maybe I should not have done this right now. Maybe it is too much for me. No, the Bible says that he will not put more on you than he than you can bear, that he will be with you in all things. So I want to encourage you when things come up your way and you're just like you're questioning, should I do this? Is now the time? Maybe I should wait. No, go for it. Go for it with everything that you have. Give it 100%. Even if it, even if you are scared, you just talk yourself out of that. You cue that pep talk and you say, self, I can do this. Self, I can make it. I am strong. I am resilient. I am resourceful. And God is with me. Therefore, I know that I can make it. So what is it that you're asking God to do in your life right now? What is it that you're saying, Lord, I've been praying about this thing and I need you to help me to bring it through it to fruition. And he will start to reveal things to you as you trust him, as you step out on faith, as you walk with him, as you seek guidance, as you say, Lord, Show me the plan for my life. Lord, show me what it is that you want me to do. How do you want me to make an impact? Father God, if this thing is for me, let me not be able to walk backwards. Let me be able to not talk myself out of this. Lord, help me to go all the way in. Even if it is that you're dragging me, Lord, help me to do it. So I just want to encourage you to stay uplifted, to stay encouraged, knowing that God is with you, knowing that he will fight for you, knowing that he will take care of you, knowing that he sees you even in the midst of your struggles, even in the midst of your heartache, even in the midst of going through things multiple times and starting over many times again. It doesn't matter if God gave you that vision it's a reason why he gave it to you. Maybe at the time that you were trying to do it, it wasn't your season because we do know that there are seasons in life. There are times when things are going to be good. There are times when things are going to be bad. There are times when you're going to have plenty and there are times when you're going to have very little. But no matter whatever the season that you are in, know that you have got to trust God. Know that you have got to say, God, you are my way maker. God, you are my friend. God, you are my confidant. <laughs> 
God, you are, you are there for me in all things in season and out of season. Therefore, I'm going to praise you because I know that when I am weak, Lord, you are strong. Lord, you have already told us that you would supply all of our needs according to your riches and glory. You said that you would give us the desires of our heart. As long as we are to stay focused on you, as long as we are to keep calling on your name, trusting in you and committing our way to you, the sky is the limit. So I want to just say to you guys, trust him with your all. Go all in for whatever it is that you are asking God to do in your life, knowing that he is your way maker knowing that he is your friend, knowing that he is your confidant, knowing that he will open doors for you, knowing that he will create opportunities for you. I went into the office today and I was just talking to one of the ladies. She's in another department and she just kept saying the word mindset, mindset. And she was telling me about her journey and all of she had been um, working with THR for 15 years. And I was like, I need to tell her about the speaking opportunity that I have next week because I heard some of the things that she said because even though she was talking about mindset, she was saying in a way, I started something, but I kept stopping. It was in my heart, but things kept getting in my way. And I never finished what I wanted to do. She wanted to go back to school and get her degree, but she kept letting all of these things deter her. And that's what I basically was talking about when I was speaking last week on mindset. You're going to go through some things. Everything is not going to pan out the way that you want it to pan out. But that does not mean that you quit. You might struggle. Yes, you might even cry. You might say, this is the last straw. I've had enough. But then you say, God is with me. And if God has brought me this far, I know that he is going to carry me even further. Therefore, I'm going to go with him and I'm going to stop talking myself out of things because all you have to do, ladies and gentlemen, is start. It doesn't matter if you start small, if you start big, just start somewhere. And once you take that step, you're going to say, I did that. I came from that. I conquered that task. I overcame that obstacle. Lord, you did that for me. You brought me over that. Well, Lord, what else are you going to do in my life? Well, let me see about going on a little further. And that is what he will do for you. And so that is why I had to share that with her because my job is to be a motivation, a motivator. My job is to be an encourager. My job is to be a the hope giver. So when I hear someone and I hear defeat in their voice or in their mindset, I have to say, you have to affirm daily who it is that you are. 
You have to transform your mind to say, I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me because he is my help in the time of need. When I have no one to turn to, when all of my friends have gone, when I have no one to call, when I'm feeling lost and without direction, when the GPS is saying one thing, but it's taking me in another place where I'm not supposed to be. Lord, I need you. That is when you call on him and say, Lord, I need you to guide me. Lord, I need you to order my steps. Lord, I need you to help me. Show me which way that you want me to go. And do you know that God will do those things for you? But if you are questioning yourself or if you are questioning what God can do, if you are questioning the impact that he can make in your life, if you are questioning how he can turn things around situations that you think are bad and he turns them around for good, God can do anything. And I'm not telling you about what I heard. I'm telling you about what I know. So I hope that in that little conversation that I had with that lady, that she heard that and she received that. And she says, I want a little bit more. I think I want to hear her speak. And I hope that it helps her to move in the direction that she wants to go because there are going to be distractions forever. You're going to always see something that's going to say, well, it's not the right time. I need to prioritize. I need to get organized. I need to get situated. It's just like having a kid. You can never prepare yourself for having children. You can never prepare yourself mentally. You can never prepare yourself financially. None of the things because things come up. Diapers are very expensive. Doctor visits because especially when it's your first child, you're like every single thing. Oh, we got to go to the ER. Oh, my baby is this. Oh, my baby is that. Oh, I have to do this for my child. Oh, my baby needs to have all of these things. No, they don't. You just need to make sure that they have some food, some clothes. Well, they probably going to mess them up anyway with all of, especially if they're small babies with all of the puking and puping that they do. But also just making sure those basic necessities are taken care of. But my point of all of that is you're going to always have something that's going to be in your way. And if you allow that thing to stay in your way, and if you don't speak to that mountain and say, move mountain, I command you that I have the, the faith, the size of a mustard seed. And that mountain can be moved in your life and things can start to happen in your life. Breakthrough can happen in your life. Chains can be broken in your life. You can become settled. You can become a new person. The opportunities are going to come to you. New partnerships are going to come your way. All because you said, even though I was scared, I did it anyway because my mindset said I had to bet on myself. My mindset said that I had to take some chances my mindset said that I cannot operate in the safety zone no I cannot do that if I want to be in a different position that I am right now I'm going to have to say to myself I'm here right now but that's not where I want to be five years from now six months from now so how can I be strategic in my planning in my steps that I take to make sure that I'm making some forward progress so that's going to mean you're going to have to get out 
You're going to have to network. You're going to have to sell yourself. I know there are a lot of people that say they are introverts and they aren't comfortable with talking to people. They aren't comfortable with sparking up conversation and making small talk and all of those things. But you cannot be afraid when you want to do something big, when you want to do something different. God made each and every one of us unique. We were meant to stand out. We weren't meant to be doing the same thing as the person that's on our right and on our left. We have to figure out what is it that gives me a competitive advantage and how can I use that to further my agenda, to further what God's will and his plan is for my life because he's going to see if you're going to be confident in your faith walk. He's going to see if you're going to take those leaps of faith or if you're going to be timid. Or if you're going to be, you know, afraid or frigid and saying, well, I'm just going to see, well, maybe this will happen. Absolutely not. You cannot operate that way if you want to be successful. You're going to have to go hard. You're going to have to give it your all in all. You're going to have to stop hiding your gifts and your talents because there are so many that are inside of you. Some of them that you probably haven't even tapped into yet, but they are there. But the more that you keep stepping out on faith, the more that you keep trying things, Big things are going to start happening for you. And when you start to make those steps and you start to see your progress, you're going to say, man, I did all of that. And you're going to be so excited. and You're going to be so proud of yourself as you should be. Be proud of yourself when you make progress and clap for yourself. Say, oh, my goodness, I did not believe that that was possible for someone like me. But God made it happen. Absolutely. He did everything that you do. Be sure that you give God the praise. Be sure that you give him the honor and the glory because it's all due to him. Anyway, he makes all of these things possible in our lives happen. He makes the sun come out every morning. He makes our, the, the rain, you know, when it's dry on the land, he, he waters the world, whatever it is, God does it all. He, he calms the wind and the waves and the things that go on in our lives. And we were like, Lord, I'm being tested on every single hand, but I know, Lord Jesus, you've got me. Lord, I know that you're going to help me. Lord, I know that it is not over for me, Lord, because you showed me a vision. And if I stop right now, I can't get what you showed me, Lord, and I want it. So I've got to keep persevering. I've got to keep going because what does the Bible say? Eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things that God has prepared for them. Don't you want what God has for you? Don't you want all of the promises that he wants to bestow upon your life? Don't you want to live a life of abundance, a life of freedom? Do you know that where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. There's freedom in serving God. There's freedom in honoring him. There's freedom in praising his name. There's freedom in walking in the light that he has for you. That's why you have to shine your light. You have to shine your light so that others may see your good works and glorify your father that's in heaven. You cannot say, oh, 
they didn't call on me for that. So I'm just going to keep my little gifts over here to myself. Oh, now is not the time for me to shine. I'm going to give it over here to that person. No, your name is being called. Use your gifts and talents so that you could grow. Because when you grow, you can be better. You can be stronger. You can be wiser. All of the life lessons that you go through say, man, I made it through that. But I grew from that. I learned from that. And now I can share my testimony with someone else because we don't know what other people are going through. When we ask them, how are you doing today? And they say, I'm doing fine. And they give you a smile. When in reality, they're sad. When in reality, they're like, I'm going to give up today. This is it. I cannot do it anymore. And you say something to them and it uplifts them and it gives a spark in them. And they say, I believe that I can go just a little bit further because God does use people to reach other people. He says that we have to pick each other up, that we have to bring someone along with us. We cannot just keep all of the wisdom and knowledge to ourselves. That's just being selfish. So That is one of the reasons why I have this podcast and I want to bring other individuals on with me because I want to put them on. I want to expose their business to some individuals who may not even know about them. People who are searching for their expertise, but they don't know how to find them. But they are in my network and they hear about you and what you have to say on my show. And they were like, I remember I'm going to call them. I was looking for someone that did that type of work. So that is why it's important. If somebody helped you, you ne- you help the next man and the next man and the next man. I was listening to Steve Harvey's show the other day and he was like, I have helped so many people. And just by me helping so many people, God is going to bless me. He's going to give it back to me tenfold. What am I keeping it for? It's enough out here for all of us. All of us can eat. All of us are hungry. All of us can make it. All of us can rise to the top if that's in God's will for our lives. But what I'm saying is we don't have to stay at the bottom. If God's plan is for you to succeed and be successful, you can get there, but it's going to take some hard work. It's going to take some effort on your part. It's going to take some trying some things out and seeing what works, what doesn't work. This idea was good. Oh, let me scratch that. Let me go back to the drawing board. Let me try again and seeing, oh, okay. Let me narrow it down some. You may have to go backwards to go forward, but that's okay as well. Stay focused on whatever it is that God has given you. Whatever it is that vision is, don't lose sight of it because God is directing you. He's ordering your steps and he's going to bring the people in your life that you need at the time that you need it. I look back over my journey as an entrepreneur I knew absolutely nothing. I didn't know how to get started on a business. I didn't know how to create a business plan. I didn't know any of these things. And to be honest, I've heard of them, but a lot of things I still haven't done. But now I'm at a place where God has seen my faithfulness. He's like, 
let me make it a little bit easier for you. Let me help you on that road because I'm about to, oh, I'm believing that he's about to open up some things for me. He's about to, he has me on a trajectory already. I just have to stay focused. I just have to keep going. Knowing that God is with me and he's going to work everything out. All right. So just even looking at my journey over the past month, I keep finding out information about these different leadership programs that are happening. I'm like, oh, you need to apply for that. You need to apply for that because you don't know what's going to come of those things. And and last week I just had an orientation for the passport program. Um, pass forward program in partnership with the Fort Worth uh, Metropolitan Black Chamber of Commerce. And I'm so excited about that. It's a cohort about 10 of us and each one of us has various different backgrounds. But I'm like, man, everybody thinks alike. All of us are like minded. But when you hear the different perspectives, you're like, I didn't even look at it like that. But that's a great way to look at it. And it just opens your mind. You don't know everything. There's more than one way to do something. There's definitely better ways to do something that, of course, you can get there the way that you want to be. But there's more than one way to do a certain thing. So I'm just thankful for those things that God has done and how he just keeps creating all of these paths for me. And with that, guys, I'm going to take a quick break and I will be back with you in just a second. guys it is optimistically key tuning in thank you so much for joining us on the optimistically key that's me podcast as i said thank you lord for preparing me two years ago of how to just talk about you and your goodness and your word and you allowed me to do that until my guest arrived here safely yes lord thank you for allowing him to get here i'm not even going to go through introductions i'm going to allow him to come to you in his own way so Without further ado, speak to the people, Mr. Kelvin Rogers. Good evening. Good evening. My name is Kelvin Rogers. I am the owner and operator of the Rogers Law Firm, which is located at 3711 West Green Oaks Boulevard, Suite D in Arlington, Texas, 76016. So, Mr. Rogers, you are an attorney. Can you tell me what type of attorney uh, you are? What type of um, law do you practice? How did you get into this business? Okay. Um, I primarily practice criminal law and personal injury. Uh, How did I get into it? Um, Very simple answer. I was young. My grandmother told me that I could be a lawyer. And as a a granny's baby, that was enough for me. So that's what I, I pursued. Okay, so you 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 have this slogan that says, "Don't, don't take the plea without talking to me." 
That's for my criminal clients and for the personal injury. So after a wreck, call me next. Okay, and why is it important to not take the plea without talking to me? Well, you don't want to take the plea without contacting me because you want to make sure that what they're offering is a good deal. And it's a good deal based on uh, the facts, the evidence, the, the lawyers that's trying the case. So you want to make sure that all options are explored, and that's what I do best. I make sure that all options are explored. I go through your case with a fine-tooth comb, and I look to see do you have any defenses or is, is all of the evidence adding up that the officers do what they were supposed to do, things of that nature. And some of you will be surprised by how many times um, the, the evidence and the officers and the witnesses, things of that nature don't add up. So what would you say um, has been the biggest case that you've settled so far in your career? Um, in, on the civil side, on the personal injury side, I've settled a case for six figures. Uh, on the criminal side, I had a client in Monroe, Louisiana, which I'm, pra I'm licensed to practice in Louisiana and Texas. But on the criminal side, I had a client charged with second-degree murder. They had uh, surveillance video. Uh, it was a shooting, so they had video of the shooting. And we got a not guilty on that case. My client is out. He's free. He calls me and checks in with me from time to time. And I think this year he got married. Wow, not guilty. Uh, do you think he was guilty? No, I, I think that that there was not enough evidence to determine who committed this crime. I don't believe that the officers did their due diligence. As a matter of fact, I know they didn't do their due diligence. It was uh, just trying to get someone arrested. They did not speak to approximately 30 to 45 eyewitnesses that was there they didn't speak to the individuals that were that you could see clearly on the video they they just assumed it was my client and once we took it to trial the judge told them exactly what i had been telling them that based on your evidence you don't have enough to say that this man is the person that did the shooting so he was found not guilty has there ever been a case where you, you've done your due diligence, you've done all the research, you've asked all the questions that you think <clears throat> the other side would ask, you've worked the case as hard as you could, but you still didn't get the verdict that you wanted? How did you handle that? Um, well, in, in the legal profession, we have this saying where we say, we don't make the facts. So when the client comes in, we don't get to pick and choose what the facts or what the evidence is. We just have the client. And there's different strategies. If, if my client comes in and he tells me, or she tells me that they did it, but they just want a lesser amount of time, then that's what the goal is. If they come in and they say, I absolutely did not do this. I'm not taking any deals. I'm not taking any offers then we look at the facts and we see you know the best way to prepare for trial there there are many times when you don't get exactly what you want 
But as they say, you know, if you, you shoot for the moon and you miss, you'll land them on the stars. How good of a lawyer are you? Oh, on a scale of one to ten? Yeah, be honest. Don't uh, hold back. <laughs> I'm going to go to about a twelve. Um, I, <laughs> I believe that that the difference between me and other lawyers is, especially in the criminal arena, I'm a former prosecutor, so I look at the case in three different ways. Currently, I'm a defense attorney, so I look at the case and I say, how would I defend this? Then my next step, I look at it and I say, if I was prosecuting this, what would I do? What would I say? How would I prosecute this? But the third way I think is the most, is what separates me from a lot of others. I look at how could this realistically have happened? I want to understand what happened, why it happened. So I talk to my clients. I have an investigator. We go out, we talk to the public, we go physically to the scene of the crime we we look to make sure that there's no surveillance or things of that nature and when you when you get out there and you're what we call in the field you see things and you say well okay it doesn't make sense that they're saying that this is what happened it doesn't make sense it doesn't make physical sense i had a case once where they were saying it's a shooting and my guys accused of the shooting but when I went out there, the shell casings were 65 feet from where they said it was. I, I went to Walmart. I bought a measuring tape. I measured. And I, I know that the projectiles will exit the gun, but they're not going 35, 65 feet without it being a heel. So the evidence and didn't match up with the testimony. So I do things like that, and I think that's what separates me from most. So what advice would you give to a law student who's just graduated getting ready to take the bar exam? Uh, getting ready to take the bar exam? I would say shut off your life for the next three months. It's a sacrifice. It's a compromise. But if this is really what you want to do, then make that sacrifice. Make that compromise. If you have to stop going to the movies, if you have to stop going on girls' trips, on guys' trips, um, to the nightclubs, to the bars. In order to get what you want, you have to make sacrifices. So if you graduate in May and you're taking a bar in July, after you graduate, maybe two or three days, maybe even a week, have fun. After that, study, study, study. So as a business owner, what would you say is most challenging for you? Um, people have this idea that as a business owner, you get to do what you want to do, which is totally not true. You have clients that are depending on you. So you have to treat it as a job because that's exactly what it is. You still have to get up. You still have to go to work. You have to answer your phone. You have to make sure that you are available. You have to schedule your time. You have to do those things because... The, the work doesn't stop. So if you get behind on day one, then you're making up for it on day two. 
So make sure that, that you schedule your things. Put your things on your calendar so that you can know exactly what it is, that where you need to be, what you need to be doing. And if you could describe yourself in one word, what would that word be and why? Efficient. I would say efficient because I make sure that my T's are crossed, my I's are dotted. I make sure that what my clients are telling me that I can accurately portray it to the people that I need to get the point across to. Excellent. So I want to switch it up a little bit because um, you're married, yes? I am. I am. Actually, I've been married for eight years as of yesterday. Oh, congratulations. Uh, thank you. Happy anniversary. Uh, thank you so much. Are you married? I am married. And how long have you been married? Eight years as of yesterday. Oh, wow. That's a coincidence. I noticed that you had the last name Rogers. That's my name, too. Yes, it is. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, <clears throat> I mean... So we have a few more minutes. I just wanted to like go into thank you for talking about your business and you know giving us a a little insight as to what you do. I'll be sure to um ask you again at the end of the show if you could leave us your phone number again, your email address, your best way that you want people to contact you. But I want to talk about marriage. Whew. Talking about the law is a whole lot easier. Mm. What is marriage to you? Ah, uh, it is work. It is hard work. It is not giving up. It is it's forgiveness. It's moving past differences. Work. Every day is not going to be a, a happy day, a smiling day. There's going to be some some trenches that you you have to climb out of. So marriage is work. People give you this idea, and they you, you see their post on Facebook and Instagram and whatever social media, and they're always smiling, they're always happy. I I don't think that's an accurate rendition of marriage. I think that marriage is ups is downs is great moments is low moments but it's two people that come together and decide that i'm not going to quit on you and i'm not going to allow you to quit on yourself what has been your highest and your lowest in your marriage oh man i don't even know if i can tell y'all the stuff about my wife highest um highest is easy I'm probably not supposed to say this, but I will. Having our first daughter. Now, don't get me wrong. I love the second daughter. But having the first daughter is the very first time you experience it. So, I remember the day after having my first daughter. And that was the first day I woke up as a dad. So so having that having my first daughter and then the very next day you you know that you have this person that's depending on you. And then when you have the second child, it's it's more pressure and definitely a different personality. <laughs> 
But uh, I would say that's the highest. The lowest, I I don't remember the date, but I remember we went to our family to my to our family reunion, and my wife was right at eleven, twelve weeks, and the week after we were supposed to go to the doctor to hear the the heartbeat for the first time. And we went to the doctor and it just it seemed like the doctor was just so cruel that she was she was so matter of fact. Well there is no heartbeat. I don't I don't hear a heartbeat. Let me check something else. Nope, no heartbeat. And she's I mean I understand that's her job and I, I'll tell you, I cried my wife was the strong one. She she held it in I cried. They told us to come back in two days. I believe it was a Friday. May have been a Wednesday. We went, came back on a Friday. And from Wednesday to Friday, I cried. I just, there was there's no other way to describe. I just cried. I was, I was hurt. And on Friday, uh, she confirmed that we had a miscarriage. And I would say that's the lowest. How did you make it? Um, you, for for me, I I believe in God, so I think that He doesn't make mistakes, and I don't always have to understand why He did something. I just have to believe that He knows what He's doing, so my trust in Him. Help make me through. Help me get through, I should say. What helps you to stay in your marriage? Who? Tough. These are some good ones. Can you repeat the question? Welcome to the Optimistically <laughs> Key podcast. Can you repeat the question? I'll say it another way. Marriage is tough, yes? Of course. Yes. Ups and downs, yes? Yes. When it's down, what keeps you there? Uh, it's a combination of things. And it really just depends on the day. Some days I might just need to drive around and re regroup. Um, I will say I have a great group of friends. It's about three to five people. I, I talk to them a lot. They're, they're good Christian people. They, they tell me the, the, the rights, the wrong. They give me different perspectives. Uh, of course, having, having children, uh, you, you don't want to not be there for your children. Yeah, you can co-parent, but I, I think that it's a difference if your kid is scared through the night and they can come in there and both parents are there. So, but also, you know, when we got married, I believe it was something about like three strands. I'm not really sure how the story goes, but I'm a strand, you're a strand, and then God is the third strand that, that keeps you. And you, you have to really talk to God. Be like, hey, God, uh, I, I need you to do your part. <laughs> because it's, it's, it's this, this, this strand, this, this rope is tearing, it's breaking. 
but every time God God shows up, so that's what that's what I do. Are you thankful that He shows up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you elaborate, please? <laughs> um, like I say, you 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 see the blessings. You see the you see the benefit, and. You know, sometimes you, you get the idea that it is, you know, the grass is greener, which it very well may be greener, but, you know, how much are they spending to, to water it? How much sunlight, how much effort are they putting forth? And you realize that if I put this effort in my own, then my grass can be green too. So when you start seeing the results, uh, for me personally, my wife doesn't doesn't listen the best, in my opinion. But every once in a while, I catch a slip, and then she'll make these little posts on Facebook, and and I read it, and I say, uh, she was listening. She did hear me. Or I hear her on the phone talking to different people, and I'm I'm hearing like a recording of me being played back, and it's like, oh. And in those moments, you realize, hey, this this person is is there. They're not just shoving you off. What do you think is um, your wife's best characteristic? What kind of show is this? Uh, <laughs> the optimistically key. That's me podcast. Uh, what is my wife's best characteristic? Um. I would I would say the optimism. Uh, I'm not a very optimistic person. I I will put myself in the realistic category. Uh, I think there's pessimist, optimist, and then the real realist. I would say that I'm a realist. She's a she's an optimist. So she always sees the glass, you know, halfway full, partly full, and she sees what can be as opposed to what is. Good. So, what do you like about being married? Um, the stability. I think I think that's what marriage is all about: the stability. Um, you don't have to worry about what, who's going to do what, what the what the day is going to bring. You know, you pretty much know how the day is going to play out. Okay. So what advice would you give to an a newly engaged couple or a newly married couple? Don't do it. <laughs> Reconsider, read some literature on the subject. Are you sure? Oh, we got uh <laughs> No, seriously, seriously. I, I will if they're engaged, I would tell them not to do it. Because a lot of them, a lot of people they 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 just see the flowery part of it, and you know if if I'm going to talk to them, if I if I were to talk to them, I I'd, I'd ask them. I remember going through marriage counseling, and uh, the reverend said, "Well, what if this person don't change? You know how they is on their worst day. What if they're like that every day?" And you like, oh wow, that's that's tough. But that's really what you, you have to be prepared for because you don't know if they're going to have a bad day or a good day. 
So I, I jokingly would tell people not to do it, but you have to let them know that this this isn't always you're not always happy with this person. You're not always in sync with this person. This person is not going to always make you smile. They're they're going to make you upset. They're going to make you cry. They're going to make you frustrated. So um but if you're in it just because they look good or they fine or they got money or they have potential, I don't think that's enough to keep you. So I always tell them don't do it until they really have determined this is what I want. Would you do it again? <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> Comedians. <laughs> um I would. I would I would definitely change some things. But um I don't think that the I don't think that marriage is a the problem. I tell I tell my clients, sometimes I have to prepare my clients as if they're going to testify. And I tell them that you play like you practice. So when we're preparing, we're going to go all out. Same thing for marriage. Whatever you start off doing, don't think they're going to change just because they said I do. So if they were someone who didn't listen in the beginning, they're, they're, I promise you, they're not going to change. If they were someone who was uh, bad with money during the dating phase, they're not going to change. If they had a gambling problem before, they're not going to change. But it's not always bad things, you know. If they were nice before, then that's, not, that's probably not going to change either. But to for a more concise sense, yes, I would do it again. I would change some things. So the Bible talks about change me, oh God. Renew a right spirit within me. Yes, Lord. Change her. Yes, I'm sorry. Yes, Go which ahead. means that a change does have to occur. Change does have to take place. But you just made the statement <clears throat> that if a person didn't listen before, they aren't going to listen after or if they weren't good with money before they aren't going to be good with money after so it sounds like you have two whole people that get into this marriage and they continue to be two whole people but the bible talks about becoming one flesh and leaving and cleaving so how does that work um <clears throat> if if you're going to be biblical, which I believe this is a biblically based show, then you have to follow the rules that God has set. So everyone has a role. You have to whatever it is that your role is, you know, play your role, play your part. You you can't be the quarterback worrying about what the defense is doing. You can't be the defense worrying about what the wide receiver's doing. You have to do your job. So once you become married, you are one, but just like the body is one, you know, the arm only does what the arms do. The legs do what the legs do. You have to do your part. Yes, you're all one part. 
But if your arms aren't swinging while your legs are walking, you're probably going to fall. You use your arms for balance. So you have to decide on what works in your marriage. What are you looking for? What do you expect? Because you do have expectations of your spouse. Uh, you have to decide, hey, this is my expectation. <clears throat> Excuse me. This is my expectation of you. I expect you to, whatever it is, I expect you to cook. I expect you to clean. I expect you to be home at a certain time. I expect you to put the kids to bed. I expect you to mow the lawn. Whatever your expectations are, make sure that the other person knows the expectation and agrees to those expectations. Do agreements, can they change? Um, they can, but they should not change unilaterally. If the agreement is you are to be at home by 10, if that's the agreement, hey, as the husband, I'll be at home by 10. As the wife, I'll be at home by 10. Yeah, when your friends and, and your family come into town, y'all might go out. That's fine, but you know, communicate, communicate the, the change and don't make changes on your own. In a marriage, it's all about communication. You said unilaterally, I almost had to say, well, wait a minute, do I need to go to my Google to see what you talking about? I had to think for a minute. Don't be throwing no big words up in here. Be trying to keep it simple for the people. Oh, I'm sorry. Thought your audience was smarter. My bad. My audience is very smart. Oh, they knew it unilaterally, man. Yes, they're very smart. I want to talk about how do you keep the spice in your marriage? Oh, by Tony Satris. I, um, <laughs> I think that you have to continue doing what you were doing before, but also be willing to to try new things willing to go new places that's it yeah that was it that's oh okay very well, simple okay well this will be my my last question because i believe we have to get out of here if you have to rank the top three because you said communication if you have to rank the top three traits for a successful marriage or maybe five however three to five what would those things be? Um, if we're talking about a Christian marriage, God is going to be number one, followed by communication, effective communication. Um, so I would go God, keeping him in the marriage, allowing yourself to listen to to what he's telling the the family uh communication communicating with your partner your likes dislikes um the third thing uh, be open be open to be open to to change be open to trying new things be open to not doing everything the, the same way don't don't be boring 
try try something different. You know, if you if you cook every day, eat out every once in a while. If you eat out every day, cook every now and then. You know, things of that nature. What's the newest thing you tried in your marriage? Well, yesterday was my anniversary, and I tried this little. I don't think I want to tell the people that. I didn't try it. Somebody else tried it. Okay. Was it successful? <laughs> it was to me. <laughs> successful three times, I must say. Oh, really? Okay. Would you recommend other people try it? <laughs> I would. Five out of five. Oh, okay. <laughs> five out of five. Six out of five. Excellent oh, product. Well, okay. Cost about forty nine ninety five. Mm. I, I believe that I probably should not ask what that is. So on that note, Mr. Rogers, <laughs> I just would like to thank you so much for being a part of the show. Thank you for taking time out of your schedule. I know that you are busy, you know, working many cases, being a dad, being a husband, a busy, you wear so many hats, being a, a Christian, being a confidant for your other friends, being a son, being a brother, all of the things that you are. And you do them um, quite well. I just want to thank you for being here today, showing your support. That really does mean a lot. Support is indeed a big thing in marriage, especially when you have two dreamers. I and might put that as number four. Yes. Support. You need support of your spouse. You need support of your family, your friends. You, you need support for people to tell you to keep going because sometimes things get hard, they get rough, and just support overall is, is good for you. Okay. So I will let you have the last word. So if there's anything that we did not cover, I did not ask that you would like to mention today, now is the opportunity. You have the floor and the camera. Um, I'll go back to just one question that you asked. I, I think you said, you know, one of the reasons why I did this or why I do this. Uh, the, 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 the truthful answer is, like I said, my grandmother told me that I could do it, and that was enough. But as I got older, I realized that uh, the criminal, criminal law is my passion, and I just believe that everyone deserves a good defense. Everyone deserves someone to have someone in their corner. So that's where my passion is. Um, my phone number, you can reach me at 817-886-3965. You can also reach me at 318-245-2956. You can reach me at my website, krogerslaw.com. That's K-R-O-D-G-E-R-S-L-A-W.com. And remember, after a wreck, call me next. And don't take the plea without talking to me. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. That's a wrap. Optimistically key, that's me.